0: can't stay on your life support, there's a shortage in the switch, I can't stay on your morphine, cause it's making me, sick. Yeah. I said I tried to call the nurse again, Hey guys, it's Jazzy. It's like 11.09am. I believe today is the 9th of June. Oh my god, can you believe it's June? I can't. Um. Anyway, I just wanted to say hi, and you guys, last week things got really hectic, and <sighs> mental health is just a wild ride, guys. It's just a fucking wild ride. And sometimes it just doesn't make sense, and sometimes it does, and it's a lot of frustration and there's a lot of sadness, but there's a lot of good times and happiness within it too, of course. And just for some reason for me, it's like, I don't know. Excuse me. I just don't know. It's just, it's been a fucking ride y'all. Okay. I'm telling you last time, last week I was having a conversation with you guys about shit and then things have totally changed. So not sure how to To even bring this up. There was two things. First of all, I wanted to talk about my addiction issues, because I told you guys in my last episode that I had an addiction to like benzos and opiates, and I wanted to kind of make that like into a thing. Because I feel like though I'm kind of open about it, I'm not that open about it. You know what I'm saying? Like only certain people in my life, I'm sorry, I have like Something's stuck in my throat, and it's irritating me, so there's my tick. And every so often, I'll <coughs> so it just ignore me. I'll try to pause, you guys, but sometimes I just can't help it. It's a really bad anxiety thing um, that I get. <clears throat> So, with that being said, everybody, this is crazy, but I also, there was other, there's two other things, so I wanted to talk about my addiction, but I also wanted to tell you, I finally got a diagnosis, you guys, like, I officially have fucking finally been diagnosed with my mental illness, and you're just never gonna believe this, because it's fucking nuts, guys, like, it is so nuts, because I wouldn't even have thought about it, and never realized it, until someone actually said it and brought it to my attention. So I want to bring that up too. And another thing, just a short, like little guess what? Um, my dad's getting married today. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody remembers, but I had brought it up that months ago, my dad was getting married for the first time in his life. Um, which is totally exciting because he's like 61, 62, somewhere around there. And God forbid my dad is listening or one of his friends are. And I completely said something wrong and made him older. (laughs) But anyway, um, I just, yeah, he is, uh, he's getting married today. Uh, a few months back, I told you guys about it. Today is the day, but remember my dad had a heart attack and things just kind of went downhill and May 1st is when they were actually originally going to get married for May Day because it's a pagan holiday and it just fits in with their lifestyle and my father being a pagan and stuff. So anyway, i just wanted to you know say something about that because i thought that was really cool you guys so for you that thinks that they've given up hope on love or feel like age is a number it's not because let me tell you guys i went to the bachelorette as if you would call it that but the bachelorette party and when i got there now remember like i told you my dad's in his 60s and so is his wife but when i got there to a bar, which by the way, that's a whole nother thing. I should have a conversation with you guys because I haven't been to a bar in like two years, (laughs) over two years actually, but I haven't drank in two years. And so that was, that was a weird experience. I have to tell you, it was very weird for somebody who's been going through sobriety and it made me feel like shit the next day. And while I was drinking margaritas now, you guys, I didn't go and get fucked up just to get fucked up. I wasn't fucked up. I just got buzzed and I was having fun. So I know that Most people would jump my ass thinking, no, you're in sobriety. You've been in sobriety for two years. You fucked up. And okay, guys, I didn't relapse because relapse for me would have been like me drinking until I got violent or me drinking until I was stupid or just doing something stupid or something with me being in jail or something like that. So I just want to throw that out there because I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for that because uh, some people that listen to this are like, uh, you know, friends and family or just people I've known for a long time. And and then there's just some fucking judgmental people out there because that's just what fucking people are. So, <clears throat> with that being said, uh, yeah, I went to the bachelorette party and, you guys, there was, like, old people everywhere. And I wasn't expecting that because it was, like, what? And I'm talking, like, baby boomer old. You know, they're all drunk and stuff and having a good time. There was a live band and even they were old. So it was it was fun. So I will have to... Get back to you on that because um like I said my dad's getting married today they're not doing anything spectacular they are going down to, to the courthouse to get married because of my dad having a heart attack things got out of whack and they never were able to get married on May first like they wanted to and they had a ceremony and everything they were gonna do. <clears throat> it was gonna be like a it was gonna be a big thing for them. They're gonna dress up and they were gonna do the whole thing the party afterwards, everything. So it, it, it kind of rocked their world upside down on the heart attack game. So they're doing it at the courthouse. Nothing spectacular. Just uh, me and my kiddo and two of their close friends. That's about it. And then we're just going to go have lunch. So that'll be fun. But uh, I'm excited for them because, you know, you, marriage is a very secret thing and it's a very awesome thing if it's you know, you get what you want out of it. Of course, you don't end up with like me who set that luck with marriage and relationships. So anyways, with that being said, uh, yeah. So I did want to just bring up your attention about that because I thought that was really kind of cool. And I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. Um, another thing though, too. Oh my gosh as I started this, I completely spaced out what else I was going to talk to you guys about. I know it was my addiction, but oh, my diagnosis. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Forgot. Uh, so I officially got diagnosed guys. And guess what? I'm not bipolar. Nope. Remember how for the last <clears throat> God, however long I've been literally doing my podcast now. So maybe two or three years, somewhere around there. I have debated on how I've debated on my diagnosis because I thought that everybody was completely wrong because honestly, like I am around bipolar people and I just don't feel like I'm bipolar. Plus I feel like everybody in their mom nowadays is bipolar because you go to the doctor and you have depression. You're bipolar. You have it. you go to the doctor and you have anxiety. You're bipolar. Like, I just feel like it's something that they just commonly label people with now when people do have severe issues with depression and stuff. And sometimes you just have depression and it has nothing to do with your fucking mood swings, you know? Yeah. Don't get me wrong you do get <clears throat> very moody and hair. <clears throat> sorry about my throat. I'm telling you it's an anxiety tick. Um, so I'm just, as for my mental health, I, am doing a little bit better. I'm still having my days where things really just fucking suck and I just don't have the energy for shit and I don't want to do shit. But I did wake up this morning and I did straighten my hair and I'm wearing a dress And the other day I actually put on some nice clothes and wore earrings and looked cute, you know, so that that's a good thing. And I'm brushing my teeth again better because when I get really depressed and stuff, it's just very hard for me to want to brush my teeth. Also with my anxiety thing, it's very hard for me sometimes to take showers because I, for some reason have a, well, we'll get into the reason why, but I have a reason why showers are just really hard for me. And I just never realized it, you guys, until someone brought it to my attention. So anyways, remember I told you guys about my therapist and I basically stated that I was like, man, I'm just curious what you're diagnosing me with. And this was like, maybe two months ago, maybe a month, but I think it was two. And, uh, she said, well, I think that, okay, let me rewind you back to my therapist. Cause I brought this up last time, but I'm not sure if maybe I did or didn't actually, is my therapist is not an actual therapist. She's not a trained therapist. She's still a student. And I think she still has like two years until she gets her degree. Um, So I really don't consider that person a therapist. But, I, you know, anybody can really be a therapist, honestly. Let's be real. But when I had asked for my diagnosis, this bitch literally tells me that I have PTSD. Okay, guys, anybody who knows my story knows that I do have PTSD to an extent. Because I had an ex-boyfriend that literally beat and raped me and almost tried to kill me by putting a gun in my mouth, and strangling me. So there's that, and which is a big, significant thing in my life, obviously. And I've dealt with a lot of trauma my whole entire life. I mean, literally since I could remember, even functioning, any kind of thought in my head, there was there's always been trauma. Like there's been like, suicide attempts, drug addictions uh, you know, abuse. I mean, literally, I've seen people die. I've been, I've seen people shot. Like I've experienced my own shit with that kind of shit. So I, it's a thing you guys, it really is a thing. And I, yes, I do believe that I have PTSD, but I don't believe that my PTSD affects me that much. I do believe that in the last few years, so this would have been like in 2011, like early 2011, Actually, it would have been probably 2010 now that I think about it because I was pregnant in 2011. So somewhere around 2010 is when all this happened with my ex-boyfriend. And it was just a lie. It was just a lie. And it really did rock my world upside down. And it really made things very hard for me because this man tortured me for years after this and multiple times broke into my house or always found me. And he always told the cops that he was gonna murder me and that was his thing he wanted to do it like that was that was a thing and when I had a baby it made it very hard for me because I went through really bad postpartum as it was and so I'm dealing with that kind of mental illness and then dealing with the paranoia and stuff. it was very hard for me to I, that's a story I'm going to bring up. You know what? I, I told that story, you guys, but I think that I should be like more in depth in it because I think I kind of just told you about him and the situation, but I think that will be the next, next episode that we're going to bring up him. But, um, because he had committed suicide like two and a half years ago, two years or two and a half years ago. I don't even remember, but anyway, he committed suicide and I was like the last person to see him. Um, because literally, like later the day after I saw him, he committed suicide. That's what I was told. I mean, it was fucking nuts, guys. So I, I have to tell you the whole entire story. So clearly, I'm deal. I had to deal with that too, because that was really fucked up. Like, can you imagine how I feel? Like this man that tried to kill me for so many years died, killed himself, and I was the last person to see him. Yeah, it was overwhelming. I I just we'll definitely have a conversation. It's just that sometimes it's hard for me to talk about it because it really triggers me. And I don't know if I can get to a point where I feel a little better. I'll definitely bring that up because I think that that's something that should be talked about because as someone who's advocating mental illness and someone who advocates women of domestic abuse, I think that that is an important story in my life that I should share with other women who may be experiencing that and how I got out and how I survived that. Um, and how life is a lot different now. (laughs) I only, I'm not laughing because I think it's funny either. By the way, I'm laughing. It's like that. Ha ha. No, it's not. Ha ha. It's not at all. It's a serious thing that happened in my life. But uh, anyway, if I start rambling on about it, um, back to my therapist ish, I'm gonna call her an ish, (laughs) but, um, she told me I had that PTSD and I explained to her, well, that doesn't make any sense. So I, at this point I'm kind of self-diagnosing myself, you guys, because I really, I'm advocating myself and my mental health because I just feel like things aren't right up to this point. I just don't. I feel like, and I've always felt like this. This It's not just like a, I woke up one morning and I'm going to hate my therapist kind of thing. No, nothing like that at all. But it did kind of happen that way. (laughs) But, um, this is all led up the last six months. This is not just like yesterday this happened and today i'm telling you kind of shit you know i literally it's it's fucking insane how how this therapist is anyway so I tell you this is a student and so i asked her and this is so this is where i have a fucking problem with her. first she says i have ptsd but she says that she went to her upper power now you know when you go to a therapist they usually write notes or mental note like how you're acting or maybe how your reactions are or just Ask you how you're doing, but they always like, always write down shit and they always note it. Like, for instance, I could go in there and my foot could be just going crazy and they could mentally note, Jasmine seems to be having a little bit of anxiety today, and I could just go in there and tell you I'm a hot mess and I'm stressed kind of thing. But she never does that. So I thought that was really weird. So I was like, how the fuck can you diagnose somebody if you're not even writing down notes or anything? And how the fuck can you go off and have somebody else diagnose me that I'm not seeing or who I'm talking to? If they don't know because you're not writing down shit, right? So that was a problem for me. I mean a big fucking problem. You have no fucking clue. I was really pissed. And so I kind of just decided to um, test the waters with her a little bit, I guess you would say. I literally told her, do you think I'm bipolar? Straight up, I asked her. And she goes, well, here, let me pull out my book. She opens her fucking drawer and pulls out a book. And what is this book? It's the medical book that you guys get a psychologist in college, okay? Like, it's like the handbook of fucking mental illnesses and shit like that, right? She pulls it out, and she starts reading word for word in a definition of what bipolar is, as if I'm stupid and I'm some kind of kid. And then she goes, well, does this sound like you? Do you spend a lot of money? Do you get really depressed? Because there's two different types of bipolar. And like, a bitch, I'm not stupid, okay? Like, I know what it is, and I... As somebody who has a brother who lives with fucking bipolar, I have seen the worst side of bipolar you can get, okay? And, um, just because someone in your family is bipolar doesn't fucking mean that you're bipolar, either. And so, there was that. And then, I said, fuck it. You know, like, I need a second opinion. Now, I told you guys that I've really been, like, just on a weird trip about my psychologist, too. I don't know if I really brought that to you guys' attention, but I was having a problem with my psychologist and I felt like she was just drugging me up. Now I have to tell you something to be quite honest with you. It wasn't her drugging me up. It was my anxiety was eating me alive. And I literally mean it, you guys, so bad that I was in a fight for flight on fucking panic attacks. Like I was stuck in fucking survival mode. It was like, we do this or we die. Like that's literally how I felt. And I mean, I was having panic attacks, like for instance, like seven o'clock on the dot, I would have a panic attack and I basically would have timed myself up until that point. If I looked at the clock and it said 6.50, so my boyfriend's name is Zach, so that's the name I'm about to use, but I would go to Zach and I'd be like, Zach, babe, it's 6.50. I'm probably going to have a panic attack in the next 10 minutes. And then 10 minutes would come in too. And I was full blown into having a fucking panic attack is unbelievable. And that's how showers were with me too. I trained myself to have panic attacks at certain times. I had, I mean, if it wasn't at seven o'clock at night, then I would have one at 10 o'clock, like every night guys. I mean like clockwork every night. I trained myself into that and I didn't realize that I was doing that. And I didn't realize that I was putting more harm into myself than anything. And I, God, it's seriously guys it was, it was nuts. It was out of control. I mean, to the point where I was, let me put it this way in the last, what, what month are we in? We're in June. So six months. So yeah, about the last five months of my life, guys, I literally would wake up in the middle of the night and I told you that I was getting dizzy and I would faint and stuff. I mean, I didn't know what the hell was going on with me. And they kept saying it was my anxiety. And I was in so much disbelief that these people Were just fucking with me. And being rude to me. Telling me that. Oh it's just anxiety. It's just you're mentally ill. Making me feel like I was fucking crazy. Is what it was. Yeah. So that's not at all what it was guys. It wasn't. But in reality it was my anxiety. And I didn't see it. And I didn't catch it. Because my anxiety was so fucking bad. And it was running my life. It was ruining it. Not just running it. But ruining my fucking life for a while. For like the last four to five months. Have been hard for me. And I just didn't understand it. So I didn't want to take the pills and honestly, I probably should be on medication and we'll get to that too, but I should be on medication and I found an excuse to everything about it. I have a thing called health anxiety and health anxiety as if you, if you don't know, it's basically having anxiety thinking something is seriously wrong with you. Either A, you have cancer, you have diabetes, you're going to die, you're going to have a heart attack. It really revolves around you thinking you're dying, basically, or that you're severely ill with some kind of illness. And I have really bad health anxiety, and I did not realize that was a thing either until that was brought to my attention. And I I have now since branched out to... Doing things. So, anybody who also knows me too is that I have a really bad germ phobia. And if someone is sick around me, I will freak the fuck out and I will bleach like crazy. I will wash my hands until they fucking bleed. Crack and bleed. No joke. And I did not realize or think that that was my anxiety talking. I just thought, no, I just don't want to get fucking sick because you guys all remember I had COVID and I had it really bad. And then shortly, After that I got a really bad stomach bug that I think was brought on by my stress and anxiety and that's what induced it but anyway um so honestly I was sick with two things and I was sick for so long with both of them that I was like what the fuck like anybody who's around me who's sick I'll freak out if you're puking stay the fuck away from me you're coughing I can't handle it I would lice all the fuck out of the house I would bleach the fuck out of the house like I mean it was bad and then I had another issue where I noticed That I was clicking like I would check the doorknob to make sure the door was locked like six times make sure because we have a gas stove I would check the gas stove to make sure we weren't gonna blow up in the middle of the night like six times I would I have this thing where I have things organized a specific way and I don't like anybody touching it or even in my space if it gets fucked up in any way I mean one little tiny little movement it freaks me the fuck out and honestly, I know that you're thinking, now that you're hearing it, you're going, oh my god, she's got severe OCD. Well, ding ding, yes I do, but I did not know. guys. Yeah, so anyways, that's my diagnosis, is OCD, severe OCD. But here's the thing, I had no fucking clue that OCD was like a big spectrum you guys i always thought that it was like people that were clean freaks germ freaks like people who didn't want to be touched because they were afraid to touch people on the hand i had no fucking clue that it went that far and that deep (laughs) but yeah so that's basically what's up i got diagnosed with ocd and it is the weirdest fucking thing that's all i have to say about that um So another thing, so I'm going to keep you updated on that because I need to find a new therapist, one that's actually a therapist and I'm going to be put back on medications. I have them. I just haven't taken them yet because I just want another second opinion to make sure that I have a proper diagnosis before I take them and just end up finding out I have another issue kind of thing, by the way, that's the anxiety talking, but I just, it's always good to have like a second opinion. So yeah. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about, and I don't really think that I'm going to get into it, so tomorrow I am, is I really want to talk about this damn pill addiction that I used to have because I really think that that's something that I really should just throw out there and talk to you guys. And I think that I should have a conversation about my alcohol problem that I used to have too. Um, I think because all these things do tie up into my life and they have made me who I am. So I think. That that is what we're going to work on now, because I have literally, you guys. Because sometimes I make episodes, sometimes I don't make episodes. I'm really, I'm trying hard to now, now that things are starting to make sense and be put back into an orderly fashion, I guess you could say. But I do want you guys to know that I think that the way we're going to go with this for now on, at least for the next couple of weeks, is I think I'm going to show you guys. Well, not show you. I guess I could. I guess I could. But um kind of just expressed to you guys about stories in my life on how I've ended up where I am today, because, uh, a lot of it has a lot to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, pill addictions and alcohol and severe trauma and abuse. So I think that's where we're going to stick this with because I've been debating on what the hell to make my podcast. Should I stay with mental health? Should I not stay with mental health? Should I do something completely different? And eventually I might put in some other stuff into this which I have before but I think to stay on topic this month specifically maybe into next month I don't know I kind of just want to kind of cover like a little bit of this OCD thing with you because there's a lot of things to it that I did not I mean seriously guys no fucking clue that it was a thing I, I don't. it's it's nuts so I kind of just want to keep f- I apologize that my dog was barking in the background and he's still maybe, but, um, I just kind of want to keep you guys updated on that and kind of see what my treatment plan is going to look like and how I'm going to get help. Is what I mean by treatment plan. I'm not talking about like a drug addiction treatment plan. I'm talking about like a mental health one, but, um, I want to see So the dog's not going to be quiet. So I apologize for that, but Hey, that's me. It's me being authentic and that's just how the fucking cookie crumbles. Right? Anyway, I do want to just kind of see where this goes you guys and see what kind of help I get and take you on that journey and kind of just yeah like I said I think I'm gonna keep this a mental health thing and I'm gonna tell you guys stories more and stuff and kind of just be more more open than I already was I mean like I'm pretty much an open book but there's some things that I've held back on because I didn't think that the world was comfortable enough to know my story That's how I felt. But realistically, it's, am I comfortable enough to share it? And so I haven't been that comfortable with it. So anyways, with that being said, my dog's going to go cuckoo and I have to go to my dad's to attend a wedding. And I will talk to you guys soon because the dog is going to just not shut up. So I love you guys. I will talk the dog is not going to shut up. So, um, this would be a perfect time to say goodbye. I love you. Thank you for all your love and your support. And I will talk to you soon. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> Hey guys, it's Jasmine again. One more little thing that I just wanted to throw out there on my intro. Um, My dog was barking the whole entire time, so I apologize for that. I just want to duly note that sometimes when I'm making these podcasts, either A, I have a child or children, and it's just chaotic, or I have the dog, so welcome to my fucking messy life, guys. Because... That's just how it is. It is what it is. And there's nothing I can do about it, guys. I just feel like I should be authentic and I should be raw and I should be myself with you guys. And this is it. This is how it's happening. Sometimes a dog barks. Sometimes you hear my fish tank. Sometimes I'm in a car. Sometimes my child comes in and I forget to hit pause. Um, There's just (laughs) so much shit. So with that being said, this time I mean it. Well, I guess apparently my dog wants to say bye too. So bye, love you, and we'll talk soon.